Know a lot about golf. That sounds like our music. We're here, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. Where else are we going to be? At this time of the day, on this day, there's no place that I'd rather be than right here. Remember that song? How about that? There's no place on earth I'd rather be than right here with my rednecks, white socks, and blue ribbon beer. Remember that song? (laughs) I do. do. Uh Geez, we're old. But anyhow, okay, stop touching the table. I'm going to tell you this one time and one time only. Stop it. Stop it very <laughs> Okay. It's going to be one of those days, huh? All right. We've got uh, John Ashton here. That's me. Jeff Smith. That's him. He's he's uh, in a rare mood this morning. That's right. At the Timbergate Golf just Course. extra grouchy this morning for some reason. Edinburgh, <laughs> Indiana. Well, I told I you, I, was, I woke up singing singing Rolling Stones songs, you know, like, what a drag it is getting up. I just wasn't <laughs> into it today. I just wanted to sleep. Forgive well, me. Just, I wanted you know, to sleep. But we get to do the show in the morning. Yeah, I just hope it's not a mistake. Oh, it's never a mistake. Are you kidding me? Mistake. <laughs> we are going to talk about mistakes, though. Not mistakes that I make, not mistakes that he makes, because God knows that would take way too long to get into. What we're going to talk about is, of course, as you might assume, mistakes you make, because we like pointing those out to you. But basically, yeah. the overriding theme of today is try to avoid self-diagnosis. I think WebMD has probably been one of the worst things to happen to people. Because you get a symptom or two, and you start looking up, and before you know it, you're calling the doctor because you're going to die. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You've, you've seen what you have, some dreaded disease that, that for which there is no cure. It's unbelievable to me how people will diagnose anything and everything. I had a guy just come in the other day, and he brings me a list. And there's 16 things on the list that he thinks that he's doing wrong now. <laughs> Let's put this into context. He's a a player. He's 70 years old. He's been playing for 55 years. He shoots 80 on a routine basis. But yet he's got a list of 16, 17 things that he thinks he's doing wrong. And yet it's still good enough to shoot 80. And I ask him how well he putts. He goes, oh, I don't know, three or four, three putts around. Other than that, I'm two putting all day. I'm like, (laughs) what are we talking about? (laughs) We all should have so many problems. We're going to discuss the self-diagnosis, what you can do about it, what you shouldn't do about it, and how to get more better without, you know, going backwards. We'll start talking about all that when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys, don't you? Have you ever stood in front of the mirror, you know, getting ready for a big meeting or a nice romantic evening or something, and you notice a little hair sticking out of your nose, and you yank them out, and then you try to stifle that scream and those tears that start running down your eyes because that stuff hurts. I have something you should use. It's called a Manscaped Performance Package, and this is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, man. Included in this package is a weed whacker, which is an ear and nose hair trimmer. It's waterproof, and it uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system, so it doesn't hurt. Proprietary skin-safe technology, it helps prevent nicks and snags and tugs in all of your delicate areas. 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. So use the best tools for the job here, and this is it. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is also included in this performance bundle, and that's the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and your body. 
You'll also receive replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking and your lawn mowing time clean and enjoyable. This is called the Performance Package, and it is the best value that Manscaped has to offer. And you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GOLFGUYS at manscaped.com. Get 20% off. Get free shipping. Use the code GOLFGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code GOLFGUYS. What are you waiting for? Yeah, go whack your weeds. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas, and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. So you told you we'd be back. You promised you would too, and I see you kept up your end of the bargain. So let's get I'm here. together here. I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith. And uh, self-diagnosis. Mistakes yeah. you make, and this is one of the big mistakes that I have made in my career early in my golf career, and I am sure that everyone listening right now has done this from from one end or the other of the problem. But the problem is listening to your friends. <laughs> yeah, the ones who don't know what they're doing. Those, yeah, and I have yeah. many of those friends. <laughs> Look, if they listen to my friends, they'd be better off. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of smart friends. You know, yeah, but that's, that happens all the time, right? The guys are, you, you see it happen in every foursome. You see it happening, you know, on the, on the, th- by the time the third hole comes around, somebody's saying something. Mm-hmm. You pick your usually head up. People, that's usually one of those things, right? Mm-hmm. You got to stay down on it. Yeah. Your yeah. left arm's bending. Got to lay that club down or it's standing too much up or you got, you got to get that club up in the air or, oh boy. Yeah. The list goes on. Oh. Oh boy, you got to keep your elbow and and no no you got to put your elbow out and, <laughs> and, you know, and shake it all about it and do the hokey pokey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the bunker shots. You know you got to hit behind it. Hey, thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> right? Yeah, but you hear these things and you see people on the golf course, and I don't know if they're really genuinely trying to help the guy out of just pure benevolence or. Or is it something that just comes out of people because they feel this need to tell people what to do? <laughs> or is it this need for them to just be right and be heard? Yeah, that's probably I, you know, it right there. I, I don't I don't know where it all comes from, but I do know that I see a, a lot of people that come to me and they have just a zillion things rolling around in their head. And and first, that in and of itself is is a mess. Even if all those zillion things that are rolling around in their head all match up and they're all right for them, they still have too many things rolling around in their head and they're self-diagnosing all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a difference you know, between self-diagnosing and realizing what you're doing wrong. As re- Realizing what you're doing wrong would presuppose that you've been taught how to do it correctly. <laughs> yeah. Or that you weren't taught, but you just think that you know how to do it well, correctly. Yeah. That, well, that would be more self-diagnosis if you, if you only think about it. Cause I know, I know now having, you know, uh, enjoyed your tutelage for a while, 
when I really screw up, I know why I'm screwing up because you've taught me how to do it right. And I go, oh, that's what I did wrong. Yeah. But if I screw up and a guy in my foursome says, you know what you did wrong? <laughs> it's like, no, nor do you. So shut up and let's move on. You know? <laughs> a lot of people aren't willing to, to <laughs> hear yeah. that they don't know what to do. Yeah. But I mean, there is a difference between doing it wrong and understanding why and then doing it wrong and thinking for whatever reason, something you read in a book or something you read, uh, you know, in the back of a golf magazine or some YouTube video you just watched. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. You know, what's interesting is all this self-diagnosis. I think a lot of it comes from this, just this simple glut of available information. Mm -hmm. Usually given by someone with a, a YouTube video or an Instagram video or a, you know, a Facebook video or something, you know, and I've done those things, mm -hmm. but there's a point where there's a, a giver of information, me, and a receiver of information, you. Right. And, and then the, the thing is, is that just because I've said something and you take something away from that, I've said and said, Whoa, listen to this nugget yeah. of information. Yeah, that's right. Well, then other stuff is wrong in your head because you've chosen a right not a right for you, but a right. Mm -hmm. And then you'll go espouse that to your friends. Yeah. And you may or may not espouse it correctly. <laughs> you know, there's, well, there's a game you can lie to them if you do. Well, that that's true, but they're, I'm going to give you John the credit for actually repeating something in context, in proper context that, of something that I may have said, mm -hmm. because I've heard you on occasion on, on our show actually repeat, eloquently, I might add, some of the things that I have advocated for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And you now are a staunch advocate of certain things because you understand it and you grasp it and it is within context. But however, both of us are saying this on the radio. Right. Both of us are saying this, you know, in, in podcast form as well. And millions of people are listening to what we're saying. And we have no idea whether the nugget that you thought was so good actually even applies to the person who's listening. Yeah. It may or may not have anything to do with it. May not be apropos to your problem to yeah. your, or your may not be uh, conducive to uh, your abilities. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, you know, people are diagnosing, like you've already said early in the show, they're going right versus wrong. Mm -hmm. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Wait a minute. It's cause and effect mm -hmm. as opposed to right and wrong. But people are always thinking in terms of right and wrong. You yeah. said it so beautifully just a little bit ago. What am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. People come in and they ask me that all the time. What am I doing wrong? They're searching for that answer in their head all the time. And this is where their self-diagnosis is a problem because they're asking what's wrong as opposed to looking at what pieces function together. Okay. Where, you know, I, I go about things in a really simple way, you know, I, because almost everybody comes and they're talking about consistency. They're usually talking about their ball flight mm -hmm. being good and on target because on occasion it is. <laughs> yeah. And now then, and again, <laughs> that on many occasions it isn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they're looking for consistency and they're, and they're, and they're looking for the one that goes well. And they say, ah, that's right. And they don't know what it is that made that ball do that. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times I break people into little thought patterns and say, okay, if you're to diagnose what's going on, why don't you diagnose the flight and think, okay, where did the ball fly? How did it get there? And somebody will say to me, oh, it goes right. I'm like, well, okay, let's get a little bit better at that. Where did the ball start? Well, it started left and then it curved way right. Okay, that's a better, cleaner description, mm-hmm. right? So where did the ball start? Doesn't that tell you where your club face was pointed when it hit it? It should. Because it, it can't start left while being pointed right, can it? Mm-hmm. No, it can't. And it, it can't start left while being pointed straight at the target, can it? No. <laughs> so it has to start based on where the face was facing. Mm-hmm. So now you at least know where that is. And then you then they'll go, oh, but then the thing curved way right. I'm like, well, what happens then? He goes, well, I was coming over the top. Okay, so that means you were swinging way to the left. So that means the, the path of the club swinging way to the left, way across the ball, was way farther left than the face was actually facing. And they go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so which are you going to fix? The answer is a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Right. But if we didn't fix the face and we just fixed which direction we were swinging, we wouldn't have changed that relationship between the path way left of the face. Next thing you know, it just starts a little closer to the target and still curves way off and it curves even farther off. And then they look at themselves going, I'm making it worse. That, and that's, that's one of the things, man, I, I laugh at. Cause in fact, I saw a, a video just the other day of a guy saying, you know, I can cure your slice in 15 swings. Well, yeah, maybe you could if I was in front of you and you saw yeah. what those swings were, but you can't tell me how to swing 15 times on a video to cure my slice because you don't know what's causing my slice. There are, well, there, there are myriad reasons for a slice. Things that you can do wrong, things that you can do right uh, that, that cause a slice. And without seeing me, you can't tell why it is I'm slicing the ball, can you? But they could sure make a business out of that. They could charge you twenty nine ninety nine for the video. Maybe it could. Okay. Well, twenty nine ninety nine. If you got it, we'll take it. But uh, we get some more free advice that, that's coming down the pike. But and it's worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All righty. I just Stick had to around. throw. The, There's more of this to come. <laughs> I just had to throw this in. I mean, you started out being mean to me. <laughs> Paybacks are, you know. What they say. Uh, we've got more. Uh, you've got some problems. Do not diagnose yourself. We're going to touch most of the problems most of us have, and we're going to fix it for you when we come right back. Hang on. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. There are a bunch of things that can negatively affect your performance on the golf course. You know, there's those nagging pains, the shoulder pain, elbow pain, wrist pain, even back pain, that kind of stuff. They're just nagging and and they can negatively affect how well you move. But something else is the anxiety, the nervousness, especially, you know, people watching you get a little uptight. Getting uptight is the worst thing for your golf game. So you can lose the first tee jitters and you can get on the level of performance you deserve. Well-being starts with well-care. You need to use the code WEEKEND for 20% off your first purchase. Visit wellcarebotanicals.com. That's wellcarebotanicals.com. Or you can call 888-211-2011. You've got problems with aches. You've got problems with pains. 
or more like me, you get problems with first tea jitters and anxiety, wellcarebotanicals.com. Use code WEEKEND or call 888-211-2011. Hi, this is Neil Michaels, sales manager for those weekend golf guys. You know, as guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. That's why when we start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it feels like panic time. No guy is ever ready to go bald, and I speak from experience. The bald spot, the receding hairline, ugh. Thankfully, now there's Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. Until I started using Keeps, I keeps hair in my sink, and I keeps a lot of my hair on the floor. (laughs) Well, Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have even tried them before, but never for this price. Keeps treatments start at just $10 a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. Keeps treatments usually take four to six months to see results. So what are you waiting for? Go to keeps.com slash golf guys to get your first month of treatment free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash golf guys. There's a story I heard at the club I was playing golf at last week. A guy He was out there having a great time playing 18 holes. While he was doing that, his house was being stolen. Now, not like, you know, jacked up off the foundation and being driven down the road. It was much more subtle than that. It was all done online because cyber criminals can do that now. They can go online and find the title to your home. It is there online. Then they forge your signature on a quit claim deed and they refile as the new owner of your home, you are off the title. They destroy you. They take out loans against your home. They steal the cash. They stick you with the payments. And you probably don't even know it until you start getting late payments or even foreclosure notice. Okay, so here's what you need to do right now. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. Then use code RADIO for 30 days free protection. That's code RADIO. HomeTitleLock.com and get 30 free days of protection. HomeTitleLock.com. Code radio. And we are back with more free advice. I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith. He's the number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana. Just ask anybody at Golf Digest Magazine. They'll tell you. The the hundreds of thousands, or is it in the millions now, of of, um, better golfers in the state of Indiana will also attest to that. In fact, yeah. you've got you've got some folks from out of state that you import some people that come in just to see you. That's kind of fun, actually. Triple A keeps saying, "Why are all these people asking for directions to Columbus, Indiana?" I don't understand. Your GPS will get you here. <laughs> <laughs> Mistakes you make primarily boil down to listening to the wrong advice. Unless your friends are certified golf instructors, they have no idea what's wrong with you. And that's very true. You know, and sometimes it's not just your friends. Sometimes it's the internet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's your television. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a, um, you know, a, a written article someplace. Yeah. How do you really know? And I got students who come to me and they go, yeah, but, but I, I, I know what my swing's doing all the time because, well, look, I, I, and they whip out their phone and they show it to me. And the first thing I see when they compare one swing to another swing is, is that even the same camera angle? And 99.5% of the time, the answer is no. Because they got somebody back there trying to be the human tripod. <laughs> now, let me describe the human tripod for you for a moment. It's somebody standing there with the hands on the, on the phone. The elbows are locked into the rib cage. The feet are spread wide. 
and they're holding it out and they're trying to hold their breath. That's as close to the human tripod as they can get. Mm -hmm. All right. But here's the thing. Where are they standing? Better yet, where's the lens of the camera really pointed? Some are pointed a bit more up on one swing or another. And some are pointed a little bit more down and some are angled a little bit more right. And some are angled a little bit more left because there's hands and wrists involved. And, you know, interestingly enough, this thing could say, if this is the lens of a camera, boy, this could be angled a little bit more up this time or down that time or a little left, a little right. Or I could be tilting just a little bit. Next thing you know, I don't have the same camera angle. Humans are lousy tripods, folks. They are. Let me ask you a question, jumping in as an aside. A, a lot of things I've seen online basically tell me that if I if I get this app and put it on my phone and set the phone up behind me on a real tripod and swing, yeah. it'll it'll give me all of the 3D stuff and all the answers to the problems and stuff. Yeah. But you and I have talked about how much movement left to right can make a difference in the readings. Oh, yeah. So here's a beauty for you. Okay, so let's say that you're actually using a legitimate tripod. Right. And it is not moving. It is not and moving. the camera lens right. is not changing angles or any of that. Right. Okay. So now there's the human element of the golfer. Mm -hmm. Let's say, John, that you're about to do that and you got something set up behind you and it is stable as can be, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're going to hit balls and then you're going to take a divot and then you're going to move to a little different location, either down the line or you're going to put the ball inside or put the ball outside of the other divot, correct? Mm -hmm. Right. Just so you can hit it off a different piece of grass. Mm -hmm. Bet you're not going to move the camera. No, not after all that time it took me to set it up in the first place. That's what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. If I move closer to the camera, move down the line, you know, keeping me on the same thing, the, you know, the camera lens, I effectively get bigger and bigger and bigger, right? right. If I move farther down line, down range, mm -hmm. but yet on the same uh, lens line, I get smaller and smaller and smaller. So now you got a size problem and you can, you can, you know, compare one thing to the next, but at least that one, you can do a little stretchy finger thing and make it a little bit bigger on the, sure. on the screen, pinch and zoom and do all those things. Mm -hmm. But those are easier. But what about the guy who doesn't keep his ball on the same let's say target line, right? Yeah. You take a divot and you move a little bit left or a little bit right. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden the angles change and just enough for one club head's worth. Now all of a sudden you start seeing where your arms are on halfway back, three fourths the way back up the top of the backswing, quarter of the way down, halfway down, three fourths the way down or at impact. And all of a sudden one swing to the next looks different. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're looking at a different club face. You're looking at a different angle of the shaft. You're looking different at angle of the arms. You're looking at a different angle of the shoulder turn. You're looking at different angles all the time. And no wonder people are self-diagnosing poorly. Because they're misusing the tool, basically. Yeah, because they don't quite realize that all those angles are hugely different. Right. Think about this a little bit, folks. Be smart. If you're going to get a tripod out, which I recommend, if you're going to do this, look at consistency pictures, right? So put a rod on the ground, set the camera lens up over the rod, make sure that you're consistent to that rod, meaning that maybe it's your rods under your hands as you stand over it, mm -hmm. right? And then your hands are hanging down and they're over the rod. So now you got a, a camera lens that's effectively on your hand line. That's a nice view, right? Okay. Okay. 
And if you did that one every time, look, there's a lot of teachers who want to put a, put a camera in certain places and, and a lot of them have a preference. And they're all good teachers are all smart enough to know what does this camera angle show me? And most of them are really good at being consistent with each and every student on how they're looking at something so they can tell differences. Some like it a little bit higher up mid chest, some like it around the navel, some like it, some like it down the body or down the ball and club line. I don't know too many that actually like that because it's a skewed view of what they're doing, but it's a very good view of what the club head is doing at impact. So, you know, I can understand if they want to do that and get that angle, but most teachers are looking for stuff that's going on in the body. Right. And that's, that's great. But most teachers are also smart enough to put the camera in the exact same spot. So they all have their little personal preference, which is just fine. But the regular Joe, the average guy who's out there and he's got his buddy on the range or he's got his camera on the range, it's not that way. And some of these apps that you're talking about, right? There's a couple of them out there that I've used for sure. And all of a sudden, you know, there's even one of them out there that's starting to see your whole body and draw little, it's like markerless technology. They see what's going on and it kind of makes this AI judgment, right. you know, artificial intelligence judgment of something. And I've messed around with that a little bit. And uh, I, I find it interesting, but I don't like it because it gives you opinions, so to speak. Okay. This is within this range. And they say words that are good and some that are bad. And it's another way of misdiagnosis. Because maybe, John, you're doing something that maybe this app says is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But yet it might be something that's repeatable and powerful for you. And then we could do stuff to make it accurate. And then you could play really good golf. Mm-hmm. But yet some other judgment, some other form of judgment would say that that's not a good thing. Yeah. Well, whenever you use these that's apps, and, and even sometimes when you go to uh, you know real life teachers, what you do is judged by what they have been told is right. Yeah. And there is no one way to do everything. We've discussed this ad nauseum on the show. There is no one way to do everything in golf. There are people who have a a preference, but if you take those one ways or even those preferences and you try to put them in as data into an app, you're not going to get the right response unless you happen to be playing to that model. Agreed. Right. So that – that means that, that the students are in this self-diagnosis mode because they think that same way. Right. They have some sort of model in their head. And so a lot of times when people come to me, I ask them certain questions that I'm prying into their brain. I need to know what are these elements that they're putting into their stew. I need to know what's going on in there because if they're trying to make something work because of their own intention, they're, they're self-diagnosing based upon what you said earlier, right and wrong. But that's based upon some model that they have in their head. Right. And so, you know, a lot of times I'll see people and they'll they'll take it back up to the top and their their trail elbow goes way out and the club goes way across the top of the line, you know, and, and it points the opposite direction. Um and the club head is is at the top of their backswing pointed somewhere out you know, way off to the right or way off to the left. So Jim Furyk has been a student of yours. Well, it, you know, but you take a look at what they do from there. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. Here's a guy like Shane Lowry, whose elbow is way out behind his back and the shaft points way out in front of his body across the line, so to speak, right? Uh-huh. I think he just won a British Open, what, last year? Yeah. 
Uh, they didn't have one this year, or the the Open, excuse me, yes. not the British it's Open, cha- it's the Open, the, the right? champion golfer of the didn't, year. Yeah, didn't he win that uh, uh, last go around? And uh, didn't he finish what third at Oakmont a couple years back in the U.S. Open? And doesn't that guy like? Isn't he really, really successful? And is he a good ball striker? And control his golf ball and he hits it a long way. Let's just say I, I would not want to play him for money. No, no. <laughs> so you know, we think about people like that. And the people that are self-diagnosing would, if they did that, they would think, oh, that's a problem. Right. Because they think that it all has to look a certain way, sort of Ernie Els-ish and Adam Scott-ish and Tiger Woods-ish. Because mm-hmm. right? they've picked that particular swing viewpoint, that model in their head, right? right. And everything that doesn't match that is therefore a, a wrong thing. But yet mm-hmm. they never pick a, a Jim Furyk and they never pick a Matt Wolf and and they don't pick a Ray Floyd and they don't pick a Lee Trevino and they don't pick a Jack Nicholas and they don't pick a Shane Lowry as their swing model. And neither do their friends. Yeah. So we're always trying to diagnose movement. And that's why people screw themselves up all the time because they just don't understand the big package that they have to put it all together yeah. and say, what does this person do? So can we can can we uh, chapter and verse it uh, when we come right back some some typical mistakes yeah. that we are making and how to not make them? We can do that and have some fun doing it too. Well, oh, I, I really like the have some some fun doing it part. That's good. <laughs> are we going to embarrass some people? Um, that would be I, I even don't know. better. It depends on. <laughs> Depends. Are you going to be in grumpy old man mood anymore? <laughs> Depends. Are you going to be nice to me? <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll work this out and be right back. We are those weekend golf guys hanging with us. Listen, we understand some of these mistakes are, are caused by aches and pains from playing, such as elbow, knees, wrists, back pain, stuff like that. I want you to get rid of those pains. Well-being starts with well-care. Well-care. Use code WEEKEND for 20% off your first purchase when you go and visit wellcarebotanicals.com. Or you can call them at 888-211-2011. Wellcarebotanicals.com. Use code WEEKEND. So I have a friend with a house on a golf course, and he lives in mortal fear every day of somebody breaking a window. And I said, man, that's, that's the least of your worries. He said, what are you talking about? I said, well, you know about home title theft? He said, what's that? And I said, man, the FBI says it's, it's like growing by leaps and bounds. Cybercrime itself is up by 75%, and home title theft is one of those. Cyber criminals find the title to your home online. They forge your signature on a quit claim deed. Then they refile as the new owner of your home, and you're off the title. Then they take out loans against your home, and they steal the cash. They stick you with the payments. They destroy your credit, and you probably don't even know about it until you start getting late payments or a foreclosure notice. That's what you should be afraid of. But you can fix it. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you've already been a victim. Then use code RADIO and get 30 free days of protection. That's code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 
Have you ever stood in front of the mirror, you know, getting ready for a big meeting or, or a nice romantic evening or something, and you notice little hair sticking out of your nose, and you yank them out, and then you try to stifle that scream and those tears that start running down your eyes because that stuff hurts. I have something you should use. It's called a Manscaped Performance Package, and this is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, man. Included in this package is a weed whacker, which is an ear and nose hair trimmer. It's waterproof, and it uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system, so it doesn't hurt. Proprietary skin-safe technology, it helps prevent nicks and snags and tugs in all of your delicate areas. 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. So use the best tools for the job here, and this is it. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is also included in this performance bundle, and that's the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and your body. You'll also receive replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking and your lawn mowing time clean and enjoyable. This is called the Performance Package, and it is the best value that Manscaped has to offer. And you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GOLFGUYS at manscaped.com. Get 20% off. Get free shipping. Use the code GOLFGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code GOLFGUYS. What are you waiting for? Yeah, go whack your weeds. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith, Edinburgh, Indiana's uh, Timbergate Golf Course where he is uh, single-handedly improving more per capita members of the population, golfing population of Indiana than anyone else ever in history. It's just because I got a broadcast show. (laughs) (laughs) We're just reaching more people here. Yeah, prove prove me wrong. (laughs) I mean, come on. (laughs) That's it. Now, what we have been talking about is the mistakes that we make because we don't know what we're talking about, basically. We see something happening and we say, oh, that happened because of me doing this or yeah it seems like they they seem to reach back behind them into a let's say a a, a deep back pocket and they pull out this idea and go yeah that's it that's what i did wrong <laughs> yeah. yeah okay so not not saying how do we correctly self diagnose but we know we're going to do it so how can we do it with a minimum of extra bad stuff happening to us because yeah, that's a good idea, right? So most people are diagnosing the swing based upon the flight, right? right? So let's, let's talk about that simple part, right? Because that's where 90% of the people go in their head was I made a swing and it made my ball do that. So why don't we put the piece of it in that's in the middle, the actual contact for a second. And so why don't we start with, if you're going to diagnose something, diagnose did your club land in the spot you wanted it to land? So for every ball you strike off the ground, which is all of them except 18 of them, however many shots you hit during the course of the round, all of them except for the tee shots are struck from the ball off the ground, which means it matters about where the club lands a lot. Right Now, I'm not saying it doesn't matter on those 18. We find out where the low point is of the golf swing on those other ones. But nonetheless, let's think about it this way. Did the club land there at the spot you wanted to, which is at the bottom of the golf ball? Yes or no. And if it didn't, now you've got a swing diagnostics of, hey, I didn't swing that in a way that it landed at the same spot. So did I land behind it? And do I do that often? Because if you do that and you hit it fat a lot, guess what? Some part of you got too low, Mm -hmm. right? Whether you tilted forward, your chest is too low. 
the stay down on it crowd, mm-hmm. right? So they get lower and lower, you know, the head down, stay down crowd. Yeah. Right. And maybe they're so low that they can't extend their arms down and get the club to touch their, to touch the ground in the right spot. Cause maybe if they get so low and they start to extend their clubs, bam, they hit behind it. So maybe those people need to get up in the air a little bit, or maybe it's the part of them where they tilted to the right, tilted backwards and their back shoulder, the right shoulder for righty golfers gets too low and the club sticks in the ground that way. So let's think about that part of diagnostics, self-diagnostics, right? Did the club land in the right spot? Yes or no? So if it didn't land in the right spot, some part of you needs to be a little bit taller. So whether it's the overall posture or just not letting the right side of you dip down so much. Ball position also matters. There's a lot of people hitting behind it because they move the ball back too much because they hit behind it a couple times and they go, oh, well, the ball must be too far forward because if my swing is going to land back there, I might as well be smart and put the ball back. This is part of bad self-diagnostics because what will happen is you will then train yourself to only throw the club to that spot. (laughs) (laughs) You won't have to go any farther forward with Uh it. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a very up-to-down golf swing and not very much force going forward. And then all of a sudden, you hit fat shots that go high up in the air and go nowhere because they moved a ball too far back. And then they just tilt and throw straight down. Right. So now just put the ball back just left to center you know, or the back of the ball at center, and then go through with a bit more level shoulders. There's some simple things there. Now we talk about curve. That's the big one. And now you just look at it like, okay, my ball was spinning off to the right. It started off to the right and then spun off to the right even further. Well, guess where the club face was if it started off to the right? To the what right. What do you think, John? It's you think it was to the right? Pointing to the right. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts right and then curves right because what we just understood was the face was pointed to the right of where it was swinging to. So the first thing to fix there, if the ball starts right and curves right, is fix the face so that it's closer to the center mm-hmm. and impact. What do I do? Well, during the course of the round of golf, players have to adapt to something. Well, why wouldn't you just take the club and twist it a little bit to the left just to get through that round of golf? Is it okay to do that? Yeah, sure. Sure. It's okay to do that because you're trying to get your next shot to go where you want it to without having to think a whole lot about the movement. So if you could just twist the club a little bit to the left and then do everything else the same, you'd get around the golf course in this round of golf and it'd be okay. But then you'd be smart enough to go, man, I really had to do that was like a bandaid. I had to go change the face of my club more than what I thought I should just to get through the round of golf. I guess I better go find out why. So that's when you go get yourself a golf lesson. Is it possible that your brain knows what you're supposed to do? If your club face is pointing to the right, you don't consciously know it, but your brain sees it. Yes. And in the the course of making that swing and your brain making all of those thousands of calculations that it's making so you can hit that golf ball with that golf club. It's saying, wait a minute, now the angle of the face is at so-and-so degrees, which is improper. Therefore, I must change the swing plane by so-and-so degrees in order to compensate for that. You know, honestly, some of the times that I talk, I wonder if you're turning off your your earphones because you get this look on your face back there going, okay, time to read the magazine now. Jeff's on a roll. (laughs) But no, lo and behold, you have been listening. Yes. Yes. It's an amazing thing that many times... I could change the face and my brain still has this way of assessing the situation 
and having the intent to hit the ball at the target and makes some sort of compensation mm-hmm. during the golf swing to make it happen one way or the other. Right. So right. if I have the face and let's say it's too far to the left and I still want to go, Oh, my face is pointed too far to the left. I need to hit it to the target. So I will lift up my, my arm and move it out of the way and drag the handle past the, the ball and the face will open up and the ball will move more toward the target. Compensation moves is what we're talking about. Right. right. And we're talking about subconscious exactly. compensation moves. Exactly. Yeah. Which most of them are. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's in the setup trying to make these things happen because overall instinctively we know that our brain says we're trying to swing as close to the target line as we can and have the club face as close to the target line as we can while we strike the golf ball. Mm -hmm. Instinctively, we know these things and we're trying to make accommodations for it somehow or one way or another. So yes, but here's the thing. Our buddies and the camera only sees what we see. It doesn't see that internal. Why did I do that? So this self-diagnosis thing is rarely an internal look. It's almost always an external look, the buddy that says, hey, John, you're doing this. Yeah. It's because he can see it. It's like saying, hey, John, uh, you need to trim your mustache a little bit more on the left side next time because it's a little out of whack, right? Uh He can see that and so can the camera. Right. That's a visible thing, right? To the camera or to the buddy. They can see that, but they don't know what caused it. And what you're talking about is the internals, which means you have listened because we've talked about this before on the show, which is great. Yes. Because that's important because you're right. We do make these slight adjustments. A lot of people make adjustments in aim and swing direction because internally we don't want to see our ball go to the right. So you know what we do is we swing more to the left because we equate swing to ball flight, which is always bad. Exacerbates the right hand flight when you swing to the left. It it does because there's always tension involved in the club. You're, You're holding on tight. And now you're trying to swing across to the left because you don't want it going to the right. And you think more swing to the left. Rationally, that's what people think because they don't understand the face position thing, that they need the face to point in a different direction. So it's closer to the path. So it won't curve so much. Yeah. And if you were to uh, go go back to uh, last week and the week before and look at Jeff's little gizmo. Yeah, my little gizmo is awesome. I saw one of those things. I got one at Walmart for $9.99. You don't even have to cut it. It already comes with that little tip on it already. It really? had no handle. Yeah, it was it was a beautiful thing, man. How about that? And I found out setting up in my living room, just taking a club and setting up, that I'm consistently uh, a few degrees open. But do you bring that back to straight at impact? Because many people do, right? The right hand's a little bit more underneath the shaft, mm-hmm. right? And the face is a little bit more pointed to the right, and so is the palm of the right hand. But when at, at address, but when they come through, wham! All of a sudden, they brought they brought the right hand and the club face right yeah. in there to straight. So it's possible. It right? is possible, right? So. so anyway, this this how do we fix the flight thing? Generally speaking, involves more about fixing the face angle than it does about fixing the swing direction. Mm -hmm. And people go, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) Here's the fun part, folks. They've been swinging, like the guy who gets a big gigantic curveball to the right, like most of the crowd that's listening to the show right Mm -hmm. now, they get it. They're they're understanding that the cause of their issue is the face point someplace, but they're cutting way across the back of the golf ball. And they go, I can't stop coming over the top, but they've already set their body way over the the left so they can swing over the left because they're trying to, 
stop a ball from going to the right. Mm-hmm. And then I have to go, hey, hello. <laughs> Guess what? We have to turn your body more to the right and swing more to the right. And they're going, no, you're trying to get me. Wait a minute. You're trying to tell me, Mr. Smart Guy, that I have to swing more in the direction that my ball's already curving. And my answer to him is, yeah. We just need to do a little bit more of the opposite of what you've been doing to create that shot. So the club face has to point more left and the swing has to swing more right in order to stop that from happening, even create the one that goes the other way. And they look at me like I got three heads. <laughs> like, and they're looking at me going, you saying that to somebody? Yeah. You are the guy that's ranked high up on that list of teachers <laughs> in Indiana. And you just said that lunacy. No, no, no. It's true. That's the whole point is that people in their self-diagnostics, they, they have bad information. Right. Exactly. And, and they, they keep going down that road and then they get miserable and they don't have fun with golf. I give them back their fun and what, it makes sense to them, but they don't want to get in that conversation. Right. What, what's the uh, computer term? G-I-G-O? Garbage. Yeah. Garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. Yeah. If, well, if you start with the incorrect premise. Anything you do is going to be incorrect. Based, Pretty close, right? The concept wrong, yeah. that we have, right? Right, right. People have this idea in their head that these things are what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And if those things are bad, it, it, it's thinking it in. Like you just said, garbage in, garbage out. It's really cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Instead of right and wrong, think cause and effect. If I did this, what will be the, what will happen? Right. And then people will begin to make a better decision. So one of the, uh, I think one of the lessons we can take away from today that everybody can do is try to understand the physics of golf before you start diagnosing what you may be doing incorrectly or correctly. Yeah. Because then you can look at it from a ball flight thing Mm -hmm. and go, wow. So my club had to have been facing this direction because the ball started there. Right. And it had to have been moving across the ball in that direction because the ball curved in this direction. Right. And you're like, oh. And it's the, the opposite. Ball curves away from the direction of the swing? Exactly. The, the, the ball will move in the direction, the same direction the face is pointing. The ball yeah. flight will start in that direction. It will move in the opposite direction to where your swing was. If you swing to the left, the ball will swing to the right. Okay? I know it's, it's a difficult concept to grasp, but but just trust us on this one. Okay? Yeah. And, and then Sometimes can, golf is the game of opposites. Yep. But once you understand that, then you can maybe self-diagnose a little more correctly. But if you were to take a few lessons – then you can really self-diagnose correctly because you really do know what you did wrong. Or you, no, check that. You don't know what you did wrong. You know you didn't do it right, and you know how to do it right. Again, with the right and the wrong stuff. Better. (laughs) Okay, he's going to change my wording, and we'll be right back. Don't you move. We are those weekend golf guys. So you're filling out that form at the doctor's office where they ask you to just check out the diseases you, you think you have. And one of them says erectile dysfunction. And you go, do I want to check that one? I mean, I don't want that awkward conversation with the doctor right now. I, I really don't. And then I don't want to go to the pharmacy and stand in line and have some young thing hand me these pills. I want something discreet. I want no in-person doctor visits. I want no awkward conversations. I want no waiting in line at a pharmacy. Just fix it for me. 
in the comfort of my home, which we can do at BlueChew.com. You can get the first chewables with the active ingredients in uh, Viagra and Cialis from BlueChew.com. You can get prescribed at no cost with a BlueChew.com affiliated doctor, and then they send it right to your door in discreet packaging. Here's an even better part for you. You visit BlueChew.com and you get your first order free. When you use the promo code golf guys, just pay five bucks shipping. That's B L U E chew.com promo code golf guys. Just chew it and do it. Bluechew.com promo code golf guys. A few moments yet together. We are those weekend golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there. Okay. So I've been saying right and wrong too much and I apologize yeah. for that. Because there is shifted. no right, there is no wrong. Shifted into cause and effect. Cause and effect. If I did this, what will happen? Uh, if I did that, what will happen? Movement A results in B. Club face angle A results in movement of the ball, right? right? It's, it's almost like you're just conducting an experiment when you practice. I know. We're going to bring up the practice thing for a second. John, you actually show up to the driving range I, I and do. you decide, hey, for these five golf balls right here, <laughs> I'm going to do this thing. The five that I the last guy five. left because I'm not going to pay for them. Right. <laughs> That's funny. You just walked up there scavenging balls off the tee. Let's go to the pro shop. And then when we do that, let's take a look out on the range and see how many balls are left out there. How many? And you go, no, no, I'm good. I'm just going to practice a little bit today, folks. So putting green and then I'll Slip over to the driving range, scavenge up all those balls. Yeah. So on these five golf balls, right? These five at a time, let's go find out if I make my regular normal golf swing with my regular normal address position and ball position, what would happen if I change the angle of the club face? Tell me what the golf balls would do. Let's do it for five golf shots because anybody can accept what's going to happen and stay diligent to that task for five shots. Instead of deciding after the second shot, that they didn't want what ha- they saw to happen on the first two. They don't go, oh, well, okay, now I'll abandon that. They're willing to do it for five shots and then just make note of that and go, wow, that's a cause and effect relationship. I changed one thing, did everything else the same, and then saw something different happen. So that means you could try to make that thing happen when you needed to on the golf course because you saw the results. Right. If you're paying attention. If you're paying attention. And then the other thing, and we're just going to throw this out there and then going to have to go away for a week. It Maybe we'll address it next week, is that you know how you, you change during the course of a round. You start to warm up. You start to do things better. So therefore, things that you're doing on the practice team when you first get there may not be the same thing. You may not be swinging it the same way. Your body may not be moving the same way when you get out to the golf course. And there's a whole right. other series of problems that that brings up. But like right. I said, learn to adapt. We're just going to throw those out there and then we're going to leave you in the lurch. Uh, why don't you go right now to any of the uh, podcast places where you can listen and leave us a review. It would be nice. Just say, hey, these guys are great. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Even if you don't think we're great, we'll put it in anyway. Those weekend- well, at least I think I'm great. Well, that's true. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Good place to go if you ever miss a show. Facebook. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash golfguys. We're also on Twitter at WKNDGolfguys. And I think we're going to do Instagram, but I'm not sure. Cause, effect, and then go play some golf. <laughs>